Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Figure It Out podcast with me, Chandler Collins. College Basketball Monday, gorgeous day here in Cape Girardeau, I'm assuming over the entire state of Missouri. Amazing basketball weekend, some tickets punched already, and I would be an idiot if I didn't start off my own podcast talking about my employer who punched their ticket in one of the most insane fashions over the weekend the southeast missouri state red hawks are going to the ncaa tournament for the first time since the year of 2000 they beat the tennessee tech golden eagles 89 82 in evansville indiana at the ford center over the weekend in overtime nonetheless a game that did not appear to be going to overtime Um, a game that had a buzzer beater to send it to overtime via a Tennessee Tech um, last-second shot. It was an insane game. Just for some context, Tennessee Tech hits a three to go up by one Um, with about five seconds left in the game, I believe is what it was. Simo inbounds the ball down the floor, shoots a three, fouled on the three with 2.2 seconds left. Chris Harris, who was the Ohio Valley Conference Tournament MVP, sank all three free throws to go up by two. Tennessee Tech calls a timeout. They come in. They run what appeared to look like exactly like the Christian Leitner Duke shot against Kentucky. They heave the ball down the floor, and the Tennessee Tech guy catches it, turns over his right shoulder, and drains it and Tennessee Tech goes crazy no time on the clock foot on the line only a two so we go to overtime the Red Hawks hold on in overtime to win to clinch their berth to the NCAA tournament um and they are the prototypical definition of March um the Red Hawks had a really good season um did I think they were going to win the Ohio Valley Conference tournament No. And I think if you ask a lot of people around the community here in Cape Girardeau, that's kind of what they thought. But that is the exciting and the most beautiful thing about the sport of basketball. This team got hot at the right moment, won four games in their conference tournament, one on Wednesday, one on Thursday, one on Friday, and finish it up on Saturday to claim the first punched ticket to the 2023 NCAA tournament. So what a way to begin the show. Red Hawks uh, more than likely will play in the play-in game next Tuesday or Wednesday, and then they will advance, hopefully, to play a one seed. And if you look at some of the bracketology, which we'll get into here in a second, they might have a date with the Jayhawks. So there might be a little bit of a uh, of a, a battle of the Hawks here um, in the first round of the NCAA tournament. But shout-out to the employer, Southeast Missouri State going to the tournament. We got a lot for you tonight, some games over the weekend, tough for the top half of the Big 12 over the weekend, we'll talk about that, and to join me as always, Garrett Skipworth with us again on a gorgeous Monday. Skeevy, how you doing, buddy? Man, I'm doing great. That was an absolutely electric uh, intro right there, Chan, and congratulations to you and congratulations to Simo on an outstanding accomplishment, man. Uh, I can only imagine how excited they are down in Cape Girardeau, rallying around their school, rallying around their team. Um, really exciting, man. I'm super happy for you that you get to be a part of that. Uh, just what an incredible experience. And if uh, for any basketball fans out there, man, I would highly recommend you guys going back and watching the ending of that game that Chan just described. Uh, the highlights, they'll have the last... Uh, probably four or five minutes left in the game, and it is just absolutely bonkers. I mean, you could not even uh, script up a more crazy book, uh, you know, crazy storybook ending, um, obviously in CMO's favor. So would highly recommend you guys going back and watching that. Uh, Just outstanding basketball, and like Chan said, the definition of March. Can't get much better than that. Um, Chan, I'm fired up, man. It's uh, March Madness is officially here. We got conference tournaments heating up this week. Uh, Going to be a lot of interesting things happening within these next couple days. 
hopefully we'll be uh, seeing some teams getting hot at the right time. I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot of uh, shifts, so to speak, in the seedings, depending on how a lot of these teams do in their conference tournaments. And uh, Selection Sunday can't get here quick enough, man. We're uh, it's, uh, it's Selection Sunday week. Yeah, <laughs> I'm super, uh, st- super this, stoked to be able to say that. As this podcast is being recorded, we're six days away uh, from Selection Sunday. So it is here. Before we get into a little bit more of uh, conference tourney talk, Skip, I'm going to give you back the floor. Your Duke Blue Devils complete the season sweep of the North Carolina Tar Heels on Saturday. Real quick, give us your thoughts about that. You got that right, Chan. Season sweep of North Carolina. Anytime as a Duke fan that you can say that, that is uh, music to your ears, man. So super happy that uh, Duke has been able to finish this season off strong. I know I've been giving them a lot of tough love all season long and uh, all throughout this podcast, but it's just because I do have such a high standard for Duke. I just expect excellence from them. And, um, you know, they have, uh, they've, They've been up and down this year. They, they've had a really, really good season, but it's just been a lot of ups and downs. You don't really know uh, what to expect from them sometimes, but uh, just a tremendous way for them to end the season. Uh, they ended up finishing the season 23-8 and eight, and on a six-game winning streak. Uh, some other features included uh, being 16-0 and 0 at home. That was uh, really, really wow. cool for them to be able to do that. Uh, that was the 19th time that they've done that in Cameron Indoor Stadium history. Um, Kyle Filipowski this past weekend, absolute stud. Uh, he he stepped up and had, had a huge game against Carolina. Uh, led the way with 22 points and 13 rebounds. And uh, my guy Jeremy Roach, I've been on him all year. Uh, huge game, hit some clutch shots down the down the stretch. Uh, led the guys to the victory. And uh, that win has actually propelled Duke into the top 25. Uh, they jumped all the way up to 21 in the country and uh, earned a four seed in the ACC tournament, uh, only behind Miami, Virginia, and Clemson. Uh, and right now, I think, Chan, that they are sitting at about a projected six seed in the tournament. Mm. Um, so not, uh, not the worst. Could have been a lot worse with how their season was going there for a little bit. Um, so for them to uh, salvage a six seed is really, really important. And, uh, yeah, just really happy for Coach John Shire, Chan. Uh, first season as the uh, head coach, huge shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't think of any more bigger shoes to fill than uh, going behind Coach K. A lot of pressure on on uh, Coach Shire, but he stepped up to the plate and had a great season. Um, it was actually the 23 wins that they had was a uh, – was a Duke record for first year head coach. Wow. Pretty uh pretty pretty crazy. Not that Duke has had many head coaches in their career right. since uh Kay was at the helm for so long, but still very, very impressive. Um I, I'm I'm hoping that they can ride this momentum going into the tournament, Chan. Um uh, I said it earlier on the podcast that they do play really, really good defense. Um they actually did uh, I saw a stat earlier that said that they held 27 out of their 31 opponents below their scoring average. So I thought that that was really interesting because I know that that's been a theme for us on the pod, uh, talking about how defense travels and, uh, you know, you always are going to have a chance to win if you, if you play really good defense. So hopefully that defense for Duke will travel with them. Hopefully they'll uh, be able to make some shots and and be able to score a good amount of points in the tournament. And, you know, uh, anything is possible, Chan. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and going back to John Shire, um, now I'm not – take this with a grain of salt. I know Duke is insanely talented, but probably one of the least talented Duke teams in recent history, in my opinion. I mean, you Kyle Filipowski's a guy, Jeremy Roach is a guy, but it's kind of – most of the time you're naming the entire roster if you're a Duke fan or not, and it's it's – for me even, it's kind of a struggle. So really good credit to them. Shout-out to you. I know that you don't like North Carolina very much, so um, it's, it's a good win. Let's get into a little bit of the slate. Real quick slate talk, really, though, because I'm kind of one of those guys that the regular season is over, and it doesn't really matter anymore now that we're here at tournament time. But there are some key games we need to discuss. 
Some seeding in some of these tournaments was determined over the weekend as well. We'll start with the number one team in the country. They fall. Alabama falls. Excuse me, the number two team in the country. Pardon me. Alabama falls on the road at Texas A&M. Don't put a lot of stock into this. A&M, we talked about them last week, Garrett. One of the hottest teams in the country at home against Bama. That place was electric. Um, Watch that game. It was a really good game. But A&M, we talked about it. Buzz Williams, they're going to have that toughness to them. And when we get to March, it's all about toughness. And um, shout out to the to Wade Taylor the fourth of A&M. Went for 28 points. Um, it's going to be tough to beat a team when you got your best one of your best players going for that many. So, not a lot of stock into that one. Skip anything about Bama and A and M? Honestly, man, uh, A and M is playing really, really well right now. Um, they've they've had some clutch wins here late in the season uh, to kind of propel them on the map a little bit more. Um, Bama is still really good, man. You know how I've uh, been really high on them all season long. Uh, wouldn't put too much stock into it, like you said. Um, you know, man, as much as the regular season is so important and as much as every single game in the regular season does matter, uh, it, it's, it's postseason time, man. It's, uh, every, uh, every team is, is zero and zero. They got a clean record. Uh, what happened in the regular season is completely irrelevant at this point. Um, so all of these teams, man, they just got to, uh, they got to build on what they've they've been successful with all season long. They've got to grow upon their um, their their weaknesses and, and improve upon those. But other than that, man, it, it just it really just comes down to the team that plays the best at that given day. Um, as we've seen all year long, there have just been crazy upsets. I mean, you really never know what you're going to get on a week to week basis, and I don't see that trend uh, stopping anytime soon in the NCAA tournament. So. Uh, it really just comes down to uh, to who plays together the best and who uh, who plays the best on that given day, like I said. Texas A&M, eight of their last nine winners. So, right, just like you said, one of the hottest teams in the country. Moving to the Big 12, like I said earlier in the, uh, in the opening, um, brutal day for the top of the Big 12 um, on Saturday. Number three, Kansas Falls on the road at Texas. Um, and again, kind of like Bama, not that big of a loss in my opinion for Kansas. Um, they should be the number one overall seed. I think I saw they had 15 quad one wins more than anybody in the country. Um, and like we were talking about, Texas is really damn good. Um, Texas is issued in my opinion is that they are always pretty good in the regular season. And when it comes time to, really put it on the line in the tournament, Big 12 tournament or the NCAA tournament. They always seem to come up short, but maybe this team's different. They do seem to have a little grit to them. Maybe that's a product of what's gone on in their season this year. They've kind of had to come together and get stronger mentally. Um, our guy, Serge Abari Rice, goes for 23. What a name. Um, but really, in my opinion, the they're, very, they're co- carbon copies, um, the Bama and Kansas game. Texas's arena was on fire. I don't know how Kansas um, – I mean, Kansas was in the game. Texas pulled away late, so I don't put a lot of stock into this either. Um, Skip, let's move on. The Battle of the Figure It Out podcast, buddy. Uh, unfortunately for you, I took this battle. Um, the UCLA Bruins won a huge game. Late night uh, college basketball TV it was a spectacular game to watch. Um Jamie is a beast. I love him. I think he's a really, really, really good player, really versatile, and he really kind of makes his team go um, from – and it's kind of weird. I feel like he's kind of positionless. Um, outside of point guard, I feel like he plays all four positions. Obviously, I just excluded point guard. So, um, he, he's a really fun player to watch. I still believe I, – I, you know, we, we go back and forth about who's better in the Pac-12, but – I still think Arizona's really good. Um, it was just UCLA's night, I think. And you you and I were texting back and forth. I think it was yesterday. Um, hopefully, this is the Pac-12 championship to really decide because it should be the rubber match um, of the season series between these two. Um, which, going back to my opening, sorry to, to bring SEMO back up, but that the SEMO and Tennessee Tech was the rubber match in the championship game. 
Tennessee Tech lost to SEMO at home in double overtime earlier in the regular season. And at Tennessee Tech, the SEMO men lost on a buzzer beater. So you knew that it was going to be a really good rubber match um, in the championship game. And so let's hope we get that for the Wildcats and Bruins, Garrett. Man, Shan, that was uh, awesome to uh, to relate both of those games like that, man, because it is – I mean, you know more than anyone, it is so difficult to play a team three times in one year. It's so difficult, and you're just so familiar with each other. You want to beat each other so bad. Um, you know, two and one against a team just sounds so much better than one and two. Um, so – it's uh, pretty crazy how both those games were very, very identical to each other. And uh, yeah, Chan, I would say, uh, you know, on the figure it out pod, I've been, I've been right about a lot of things this year. I've uh, spoke a lot of things into existence, including, uh, you know, Duke winning out. And I I actually predicted their exact record at the end of the season towards the end. Uh, You know, I've been high on Texas all year long. They just got a, a great win against uh, Kansas, like you just said. I've been super high on Bama. They've been in the top five all season long. But, uh, yeah, Chan, I think you got the upper hand on me on this one, brother. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm still sticking with Arizona, man. You know, they, they, you they have could to. easily – I have to. They could easily uh, – you know, they could easily come out and, and play UCLA again in the uh, – in the Pac-12 championship game and, and beat them. And I could look like uh, I really do know what I'm talking about. But as of right now, man, UCLA is very, very scary. Uh, they do have a 10-game winning streak right now. Uh, and they actually jumped up. Uh, they overtook KU and Bama in the rankings. And uh, now UCLA is, uh, is number two in the country. And the reason I even bring that up, I know me and you were talking a lot uh, about how that Pac-12 – championship could have potentially um you know been for a one seed in the tournament uh but i think now ucla has definitely solidified themselves as a one seed um no matter what does happen so um they're very very good man uh like you said jamie jacquez super fun to watch uh i also watched that game as well and uh i feel like he's just he's kind of a fan favorite i feel like yep I feel like he's one of those guys that like people kind of probably just rally around him and and even if they're not too familiar with him they just kind of he's just kind of a likable guy even if you're not a fan of UCLA because he just he plays so hard he plays with uh such passion and and uh like you said Chan you know nowadays in basketball majority of the time it's pretty much positionless basketball so when you can have a versatile guy like that uh, both on the offensive and defensive end, that's really, really crucial. And uh, he he's without a doubt UCLA's guy. So um, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens, Chan. But uh, props to you, man. UCLA's rolling right now. <laughs> I think I think uh, Jamie too is one of those guys that um, he's got a little bit of that. You're you like him if he's on your team. You Correct. also probably hate him if you're another Pac-12 school because you see him yes. once a year and he probably pisses you off a little bit. But um, that's yes. not UCLA's problem. That's, that's everybody else's problem. So let's uh, – two more games I want to talk about just real fast. Got to give a shout-out to the Big East, the regular season champion, the Marquette Golden Eagles. They survive against the St. John's Red Storm, 96-94. But they – on Saturday, they were a six seat, or uh, ranked six overall – they remain there as of today, but what a season for them. I believe they're 17 and three in the big East. Um, they're going to be, they're a really, really tough team um, in terms of their, I mean, they're going to be the way they've played this year, Garrett. They're like, they're a fringe one seed. They're going to be a very difficult two seed. Um, they, they won't make it. They won't make it to the number one. seed. there's too many good candidates for that, but um, just had to give them a shout out. We'll talk about the big East tournament coming up here in a second. Um, but the last game I want to talk about, huge, huge, huge win for Iowa State, a team that needed to get a huge win to stay relevant, a team that had been sliding, a team that was had a lot of hype around them to begin the season. Um, and as we got through about the end of January, 
Um, they were one of the best teams in the country at that time, but they kind of had a little bit of a slide here towards the end of the year. They needed this win to ensure that they get into the NCAA tournament. And I think outside of a first round Big 12 tournament loss, and maybe even with that, I think they're in after crushing Baylor 72, or excuse me, 73 to 58. Um, on the Baylor side of things, I think at this point of the year, these losses for these top teams don't really matter. I think that the committee already kind of knows where they're going to be. I would imagine Baylor is going to be a two seed. Um, but the the Cyclones, huge win for them. They need the credit where they where it's due. Um, and they're they just kind of had a bad little stretch, Garrett. I still think that Iowa State's really, really damn good. No, Chan, I'm a man. We just sometimes we flow on this show just effortlessly without even trying to. Because <laughs> I mean, you read my mind. That's uh, two things that I, I really wanted to talk about on this segment right now. And uh, you hit it right on the money, man. So to start with, um, Marquette, bro, I got to give props to you, man. You've been really high on them. Uh, I feel like you're a really big fan of the Big East all year long. Yeah. Uh, no one's really talked about Marquette a whole lot this season. No. And they have just steadily, you know, taken care of business. And they are, like you said, they're sixth in the country now. Like, they weren't even really – I mean, I would love to know how long or how many weeks they've even been in the top 25 this season. Because I know we've looked at it every every week. Uh, ever since we started the podcast, but I this has got to be like the first couple of weeks that they've been in the top ten for sure. Mm-hmm. So um, they're really good, man. Uh, they have that uh, really good point guard, Tyler Kolick. Uh, he is actually uh, I know that he is a finalist for one of the uh, one of the top you know top best point guards in the entire nation. Um, so anytime you have really good point guard play, you're always going to have a chance to win. Um, and then, yeah, Chan, Iowa state, bro, Iowa state, uh, I was huge on them, you know, whenever, whenever they were rolling there for a second, uh, about midway through the season, I know that they, uh, they started the year Chan like 11 and two. And then in their next 12 or 13 games, they went like three and nine. So, crazy that they started the year off 11 and 2 and then they finished the season 18 and 12 so um for you guys that are good at math that is seven that's seven and ten in their last 17 games so yeah they uh they definitely hit a bad stretch there for a second but like you said chan they have some insanely quality wins Mm -hmm. even though they're only 18 and 12 I mean, just to read off a couple, they've beaten Villanova this season. They beat North Carolina. They beat uh, – actually lost to Iowa. I'm sorry. Lost to Iowa in a really good game. They beat uh, they beat Baylor earlier this season. They beat Oklahoma. They beat TCU. Um, they, beat, they beat Texas. They beat Kansas State. Um, they beat uh, – Kansas is that Kansas twice? No, they beat Kansas once. I'm sorry, beat Kansas once. They beat TCU twice, mm. and then they finished the season and beat Baylor twice. So, uh, pretty crazy for them, man. They are actually going to turn around and play Baylor on Thursday. So, a very unique situation. They finished with Baylor last game of the regular season, and then now they play Baylor in the Big Twelve Conference. Uh, conference tournament so going to be really interesting to see what happens there um, because Baylor's been super super hot lately Um, you know I I think that Baylor has a really good chance to make a deep run in the tournament this year but uh, yeah man Iowa State they uh, I mean just massive wins huge wins Uh, so that kind of cancels out their 18 and 12 record to some degree Um, and yeah, I'm I'm really curious what what kind of seed they're going to get in the NCAA tournament. Skip to answer your Marquette Mar Marquette Marquette question. Um, I really just picked a random. I'm on the on the college basketball rankings here and just picked a random week to go back and look at. 
in week nine of the for reference, this is week eighteen of the college basketball season. Week nine, Marquette not ranked. Week ten, Marquette is twenty five. Fast forward to week eighteen, and they are sixth in the country. One of the biggest rises of the season, in my opinion, are the Golden Eagles. And what better transition right there than to get into conference play? Let's start with the Big East tournament kicking off on Wednesday. The Marquette Golden Eagles, number one team in the Big East tournament. Um, I think that they're poised to win it. Um, But they do have some difficult opponents, not to mention my Providence Friars, who really let me down this past weekend. Um, They got blown out by Seton Hall, which – I don't love um, that feels like a that feels like a win that can or excuse me that feels like a loss that can not not necessarily derail but really kind of shoot your confidence especially when it seemed like Providence was rolling at the right time and they fall out of the top 25 with that loss but the top four teams of the Big East tournament are all ranked the number six Marquette Golden Eagles the two seed number 15 ranked Xavier Musketeers 24th ranked Creighton Blue Jays are third and the number 11 UConn Huskies, who I love. I know Garrett loves them too. Adama Sonogo, dog. Um, he, uh, It's going to be a really good tournament. And like I said, uh, excuse me, the um, Marquette Golden Eagles were just in an absolute dog fight with St. John's one by two. St. John's is going to be the, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight seed in the tournament. And they're seven and thirteen, so there's not going to be an easy out in this tournament, and um, it's going to be a fun one to watch, Garrett. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. And uh, St. John's actually plays that eight nine matchup uh, in the first round. St. John's plays Butler. Yeah. So if St. John's wins, they will turn right around and play Marquette again. Right. So, um, pretty crazy, man. You know that that goes back to playing a team twice in the regular season and then turning around and playing them in the conference tournament. That is, that's a tough ask for sure. Um, For both sides, you know, for even for Marquette with how good they are, that's uh, like you just said, man, St. John's is is no sleeper. So you literally got to come out and play your best basketball um, any given game in the, in the tournament. Cause you know, you know that the lower seeds are going to give the, the higher seeds their absolute best effort and their best shot. Skip, let's do a little game here. Um, since we're not going to go too deep on the slate, we're going to go over the we're going to go over uh, probably about five more conference tournaments. So let's give a winner for the conference tournament. And I'll write it down, um, and we'll we'll revisit our results next Monday when we have the official bracket. So for the Big East Conference, I'll go first, and I think I'm going to pick. This is going to sound a little hypocritical because I just spent the last 20 minutes blowing up Marquette. But I'm going to go with the UConn Huskies. Um, I think that they have had the most complete season. I know that the Marquette Golden Eagles um, are the first seed in the tournament. But UConn is 24-7. and They're only a game record-wise behind Marquette overall, who is 25-6. and So... I like the Huskies. I think, unfortunately for them, they are on the same side of the bracket as the Marquette Golden Eagles, but I'm going UConn. I like it, Jan. I really like it. (laughs) This is just getting me into bracket mode. (laughs) Who's yours? I got – man, I I love the take, and I hate taking the top seed, but Marquette's really good, so I'm just going to – I'm going to go with Marquette. Um, I mean, I think that if you are a team that has gone from not even ranked to the top six team in the country, I think that you're playing your best basketball at the right time. So, uh, like I said, point guard play so important. They have one of the best point guards in the nation. I'm sticking with Marquette. Love it. Let's go to the ACC Skips Conference. The Miami Hurricanes, the number one seed in the ACC uh, 24 and six on the season, really balanced. I love their scoring. They actually have a K State transfer. I believe it's I believe it's Nigel Pack who can really score the basketball. Um, but 
I think their biggest advantage over the other teams now, Tony Bennett for Virginia is a little bit different, I guess, but I like Jim Laranega. At this point of the season, coaching matters, um, and he's been there, done that, took a mid-major to the Final Four way back in the day. I know, like 2003, I think, maybe 2004, but um, he he knows how to get tournament teams to win and maybe overachieve, and for a program like Miami – who hasn't necessarily had the basketball success sustained um, for a long period of time. I think they're kind of in the driver's seat for this tournament, in my opinion, and it's really, really down year for the, for the ACC. Now, do I think that Virginia Clemson or Duke could win it? Yes, but I am going to stick with the top seed here. Cause I have a feeling you're not going to, um, and I'll take the Miami hurricanes to win the ACC, the 24 and six Miami hurricanes, by the way. I like it, Chan. That's a that's a good take. Um, as you said, a very uncharacteristic year for the ACC. Uh, super down year. A lot of uh, a lot of teams that usually aren't in the mix are are at the top of the league this year. Um, you know, Clemson is usually like a double digit seed, and they're sitting there at the third. Um, and then you got teams like Carolina. I mean, when are they ever a seven seed? Right. And they're a seven seed this year. Um, Syracuse eight seed. I mean, they're usually at the top. So just very, very weird year for the ACC. Um, so Chan, I, we, we did a, one of the quick Duke segments, uh, it's been about a month ago, a little over a month ago now. Um, and that was whenever I was kind of giving Duke a little bit of tough love and, and, uh, kind of coming down on them a little bit. And they, uh, I remember, I remember it like it was just yesterday. They came out that night and got absolutely smoked by Miami. Mm-hmm. I mean, Duke, Duke looked like a JV team out there compared to Miami. Um, but uh, I, with that being said, uh, right after that Miami game was when Duke went on that six-game winning streak and uh, finished the year really strong. Uh, I think that they've gotten a couple of things ironed out, a couple of things figured out. I think that uh, that that loss to Miami earlier in the season is going to leave a bad taste in their mouth, and uh, they're going to do everything that they can to hopefully meet up with them in the uh, that would be in the semifinals that they would play Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're going to get the best of them this time, Chan. I really do. Uh, you know, I, I hope that I'm right and. Uh, I hope that uh, Duke will beat Miami in the uh, in the semifinals, and then, man, I I think Clemson is going to beat Virginia. So I think Duke's going to Duke's going to uh, play Clemson in the ACC championship, and I think that Coach Shire and the Duke Blue Devils are going to be cutting down some nets in the ACC tournament. Wow! So far, we've each picked a one and a four seed, and each matchup that we've picked is a potential semifinal in their conference tournament matchup. So. We got a lot of bragging rights really right now to go off of. Um, Let's go to the Big Ten Conference. An interesting year for the Big Ten, the Purdue Boilermakers, 26-5, and the number one seed. Had you told me that the Northwestern Wildcats would be the number two seed in the Big Ten going into their tournament um, in October, I probably would have laughed at you. But nonetheless, the Northwestern Wildcats are where they're at. Some huge wins for them. They beat Purdue at home earlier this year. Um, they they are 12-8 and eight in their conference, a conference that kind of beat itself up, a lot like the Big 12 in a way, but maybe even a little worse. Um, and really, kind of like the ACC, some weird teams at the bottom. I mean, Ohio State and Wisconsin are the, are the second and third to last teams in this conference to – two programs that are a lot more proud than that. But nonetheless, that's where they are. Um, I think that this tournament is super up in the air. Um, I think that there are, I mean, looking at the, just looking at the conference on paper, I think there are a legit six teams that can win this tournament. Um, Now I do believe that Purdue has the best chance just being the one seed because it seems like in the conference tournament that is always you know this kind of a does statement but a huge advantage um but i really 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 like indiana now 
I like Indiana because I think I believe in their ability to hit more shots than Purdue. But on the flip side of that, Northwestern can really score the basketball. But there's no way that I can put stock on my own podcast in the Northwestern Wildcats when I'm trying to be right. I'm going to play a little safer, and I'm going to go with the Indiana Hoosiers to take home the Big Ten title. Wow. So I promised you that I was going to go the same exact route, Chan. <laughs> hey, you can do it. There's nothing there's wrong with that. I really was going to go with Indiana, man. Let's do it. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I feel like on the pod so far this year, we both have kind of had a love-hate relationship with Purdue. Um, you know, they're obviously a really good team and, and very well-deserving of, of the one seed that they did receive. But uh, they're just so up in the air, man. So up in the air and uh, just a really weird conference year for the Big Ten um, in comparison to previous years. I actually saw something, Chan, that I thought was pretty crazy. Um, Going into Sunday yesterday, there was a six-way tie for second place. And so a couple of those games yesterday had an effect on like lit basically one through ten yeah like essentially and um you know so a team like michigan that ends up at eight like going into yesterday they were tied for second so i mean that is so crazy that they could have like gotten any one of those seeds two through eight and like just where the 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 chips fell like they just landed there right at eight so it's just so crazy to me, man, because it's like, you know, those teams, teams like that, you know, that they're just absolutely kicking themselves because it's like at that point, you know, ah, if we could have stole this game or ah, if we wouldn't have dropped this game, like, you know, they might have not even been in that position to be in a six way tie for second place. But uh, just goes to show you just the kind of like you said that the conference this year just literally beat up on itself. Mm-hmm. And there were some games that just absolutely made you scratch your head um, and just made absolutely no sense. So uh, just a wild year for the Big Ten. But, yeah, I'm, I'm rolling with Indiana, man. They they have some some, uh, some dudes that can put the ball in the hole and uh, can really score, and and uh, they're, they're fun to watch. And I think that uh, – I think Indiana's going to take it. Yeah, and Purdue twenty six and five, and yet we don't like them. But I don't like Purdue at all. I do not. Let's move to the Pretty SEC. <laughs> um, the SEC tournament could be really damn good. Their top five seeds are all ranked. Um, as much as it pains me to say it, the Missouri Tigers cracked the rankings in the final week. They are the number twenty fifth, or the, excuse me, the number twenty five team in the country. Um, they're the four seed in the SEC tournament, um, which is nuts to me i would never have said that after watching them play kansas um earlier in the year but that's the beauty of basketball really um that game really didn't matter despite missouri losing by 40 um it was a non-con um so they they pulled it out or they figured it out throughout their season maybe listen to the podcast or something i don't know but they're 11 and 7 in the conference four seed tennessee volunteers they had a bad loss to auburn but auburn Auburn and Arkansas, two teams right now that I think are kind of weirdly dangerous. Um, I think both teams need a – I think Auburn is in the tournament as of right now. I think they would benefit from a tournament win, possibly two. Arkansas needs a tournament run, in my opinion, to get in. But right now they seem really hot. Um, they're just kind of playing a little bit better as the year goes on. And actually, shout out to our guy Cole – he told me that he is the most afraid outside of the best teams in the SEC. He's the most afraid of the Arkansas Razorbacks, um, just given their talent alone. Um, And it's just an interesting conference because the top three teams are some of the hottest teams in the country at the moment. We talked about A&M, huge win against Bama. Um, We talked about Kentucky last week, Kentucky Wildcats, huge win this past weekend. Um, So, I'm going to take the Kentucky Wildcats to win the SEC conference. And not only that, 
I think they win the SEC conference and they get up to maybe a four seed, five seed, maybe even a three seed if they win the SEC tournament, Garrett. Call me crazy, but the committee wants these big teams up there towards the top, and I'm going to go with the Wildcats. No doubt about it, Chan. I mean, um, Kentucky's really, really good. They have uh, they got Oscar Shibwe. Uh I believe that they had. Oh, I don't. I don't want to get this wrong. Um, I cannot remember who it was for them. They had. Give me one second. They had a dude. Uh, uh, wish I would have had that pulled up. Um, I'm pretty sure they had a guy go for like 38 or something in one of their games recently. Am I? Uh, am I right? I think you are right. It was against. Uh, wasn't it this just this past week against? Um, I think it was that Tuesday night against Arkansas, maybe. Let's see. No, that yeah. was Saturday. It was Antonio. Yeah, it was was that one. It was Antonio Reeves. He dropped 37 against Arkansas. Yeah. Um, So, you know, when you got a guy that can score like that, he's averaging 14 points a game on the season. Uh, And then you got Oscar Shibwe. And and again, man, Kentucky's got that experience. So that's – I I like the take. I I like – you know that they, they could be they could be really scary, and I can guarantee you that no one else in the SEC wants to play Kentucky. Um, so I like to take Chan, uh, and man, this is gonna be uh, this is gonna be pretty crazy for me to say this too after I, I've been uh, so high on Alabama all season long. But due to uh, you know some unfortunate circumstances recently, I know we touched on that a little bit last week. Really, really hope that everything with that. Uh, is going okay and and works out how it's supposed to but uh that kind of stuff man it it really does affect a basketball team just just distractions and i mean the worst possible time in the in the entire season for them to have a distraction like that um so i think bama could could potentially uh slip up a little bit um uh, you know hopefully they'll they'll be playing their best ball uh in the actual NCAA tournament, but I think for uh, for tournament purposes in the SEC, I am going to go with A and M. Wow! I think that A and M is going to win. A um, and M is uh, eight and one in their last nine games. They are really really fun to watch. Uh, I, I've watched a couple of games of them uh, here recently, and um, man, I mean they just absolutely get after it like buzz williams is over there he looks like he's about to you know freaking burst out of his suit every single time every game uh so he's fun to watch uh like you said man they got wade taylor the fourth pretty dope name yeah um but uh he averages like 16 points a game uh i just i think that that a&m's clicking on all cylinders right now man and uh, I, I think that they're. I think they're going to play Bama in the title game, and I think that they are going to knock off Bama. Let's wrap up the show here with the last two conferences, the Pac-12. A little bit easier to talk about the Pac-12. Um, we know the matchup that it's going to be, and I already know who each of us are going to pick. Um, but some teams to monitor in the Pac-12. I think that this is a huge bubble tournament for the Pac-12 in terms of teams that can get into the tournament with a strong run. Teams like Oregon, teams like Arizona State, teams like Colorado, even at 8-12 and 12 in their conference, who had a big win against Utah um, over the weekend. I think those three teams, along with Utah and Washington State, there's some games in here that if they win some games, some teams could find themselves punching their tickets to the dance as a lower 8, 9, 10, 11 seed, in my opinion. But this conference comes down to the two best teams on the West Coast, in my opinion, better than Gonzaga as well, by the way. Um, The UCLA Bruins and the Arizona Wildcats. Um, UCLA just got the best of them. The best part about it for UCLA is that they won't play again they won't play Arizona if both teams make it to the final until, I believe, next Saturday. So, excuse me, this upcoming Saturday when you're listening to this. So, 
it's um it's not one of those weird turnarounds like some of these teams are going to have to do in their tournament like the Iowa State Cyclones and the Baylor Bears which we'll talk about here in a second but um it's UCLA bro they're better than Arizona they are a dangerous team they can score they can defend and they have they have the best chance right now I think in my opinion um to to win the Pac-12 so for me UCLA yeah, great, great take, Chan. Um, not a whole lot needs to be said about this. I'm going Scottsdale in the zona. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to RV. R.I.P. Robin Williams. Um, but that's a phenomenal movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Scottsdale in the zona. <laughs> Let's wrap up the show. The best conference for last. The Big 12. Um Interestingly enough, in the Big 12, their top four seeds are all ranked. Um, and, and besides the K-State Wildcats, um, who are the 12th ranked team in the country, Baylor 10, they're the four seed. Texas 7, they're the two seed. And Kansas 3, they're the one seed. Um, Iowa State, huge win against Baylor. Slid them up to the five seed ahead of TCU, who laid an egg against the Oklahoma Sooners, who have not had a very good year under, I believe, third-year head coach Porter Mosier, who came from Loyola Chicago, um, who was in the Missouri Valley at the time. But um, it's going to be a really good tournament. Skip, I believe that you're going to be at the tournament. I'll let you touch on that when you go. But I'm not going to pick the Kansas Jayhawks, even though I'm not saying this out loud. I think they're going to win the tournament. But I will not pick them. Um, and you know what, too, next Monday, I think we might have to have our guy, Johnny Rowe on the show, maybe break down a little Kansas hoops for us, um, as we, as we approach the regular tournament, but, um, I'm going to pick the Baylor bears to win the tournament, um, in Kansas city, Missouri at the T-Mobile center. I like Baylor. Um, I really like the way they play. I don't put a lot of stock in that Iowa State loss. Iowa State playing desperate. Baylor knew really what their fate was going to be. Um, I like the Baylor Bears. Uh, I, I do think that K-State and Texas have a chance to win it. K-State has never played well in the Big 12 tournament, ever. I've never seen it in my life. Texas, I already mentioned it. They love to choke in tournament play. I'm going to go Baylor Bears. I think it'll be Baylor and well, it'll be Baylor and Kansas in the semifinal, and the winner of that will win the Big Twelve. So I'm going to go the Bears. Wow, that is so crazy, Chan. I mean, I for all the listeners out there, we do not discuss stuff like this no. before before the show, and I was in the same exact boat. I mean, you know, it's kind of hard to say to not say Kansas, but. Um, man, I was, I was leaning towards Baylor because I was like, okay, you know, they're going to play Iowa state again. They just lost, you know, they're going to hopefully have a bad taste in their mouth, get, uh, get some momentum going from, uh, that Iowa state loss and then turn around and beating Iowa state. And then, you know, they're going to play Kansas and shoot Baylor was up by 15 points at halftime at Allen Fieldhouse, like, you know, for damn sure they're going to have a bad taste in their mouth if they play Kansas again. Uh, So no joke, Chan, I was, uh, (laughs) I was going to say Baylor for real. Love it. Uh, But for, for bragging rights purposes, I'll, I'll just, unfortunately I'll, I'll stick with Kansas. Wow! Just, just so we can, just so we can uh, have a little differentiation. <laughs> so, out of six conferences, we have three now that have semifinal implications of bragging rights for the Figure It Out podcast. If all goes according to plan, of course, there are weird stuff that can happen. I mean, Iowa State just beat Baylor. There's no reason why they can't beat them again. So, um, there are easily awesome, Chan. I feel like there are. Looking at the bracket right here, man, I feel like I feel like there are six teams, one through six in the Big Twelve. Any of those teams could get hot and win the tournament. Like 100%. no doubt about it. I mean, you got Kansas one, Texas two, you got K State three, Baylor four, Iowa State five, and TCU. 
I feel like all those teams are more than capable of making a run and getting hot and winning it. And uh, I've had several, uh, I've heard several analysts um, this year discussing college basketball saying that this is the best Big 12 conference of all time. So um, I've heard that multiple different times. So it's going to be a good one, Chan. Uh, It starts here. First round is Wednesday night. um, And then it goes all the way until uh, the championship game on Saturday. So, yes, I will 100% be in attendance. I cannot wait to watch some good hoops. Uh, I mean, it is just uh, the T-Mobile Center is – only a couple of blocks away from uh, from my loft that I that I uh, stay at here in downtown Kansas City, so it's gonna be awesome. Cannot wait. Um, a lot of teams, Chan, in the Big Twelve, their fans travel really well, so I uh, can't wait to see everyone roaming around in the city and uh, repping their teams. And uh, it's gonna be a fun one, man. I, I cannot wait. I'm stoked. Really fun episode, Skip. Um... We're kind of coming down to our last few pods, unfortunately, but it's been a really good run. Conference tournament breakdown right there. Um, can't wait to see how it how it uh, unfolds here. Keep following us on social media at figure it out underscore pod. Uh, I'm actually going to put out a graphic of our champions of each conference. So that way the people can kind of follow along. So we'll get that out to you. Um, and you guys can roast us or praise us or whatever you want to do, but, um, awesome app Garrett. I appreciate your time. Um, any, any closing thoughts? Yeah, Chan, we're, uh, we're going to have a lot to talk about this time next week, my guy. Um, yes. Next Monday show will be ridiculous. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, we just got to get it going, man. I, uh, we're, we're really getting in the swing of things and um i cannot wait to just be watching college basketball all day every day for a couple weeks <laughs> absolutely all right buddy i appreciate your time figure it out podcast to the moon appreciate it skip i'll talk to you later yes sir brother hey everyone go sign up for that uh, bracket challenge man it's gonna be a good one great call garrett where where was my head at all right buddy i'll talk to you later <laughs> all right later bro